Did we get a five-star review from Gordon Bombay or Brett Favre? I don't know. But I did get a five-star review from somebody with the title Minnesota Miracle Man. And those are the only two Minnesota Miracle Men I can think of. Since Gordon Bombay is a fictional character from the Mighty Ducks, I can only assume that the Minnesota Miracle Man in question here is Brett Favre. Now, you might be looking at me saying, hey, Brett Favre played for the Green Bay Packers. But there was that year when Brett Favre went to Minnesota and things just clicked and they had an amazing season. Now, the five-star review we got says, Daniel is genuinely a great guy and I'm excited to see where God leads him with this. So, by the wording, you could read from the context and maybe think that this is one of my friends. It could be. But, the only title that's on it says, Minnesota Miracle Man. So, until further notice, until somebody reaches out and says, Daniel, that was actually me, I'm just going to assume that my show is Brett Farr's favorite podcast. So, if you're listening today, stick around because you are listening to the podcast that is the favorite of the Minnesota Miracle Man, Brett Favre, or possibly the fictional character, Gordon Bombay. Either one would be awesome. There was a night that I was in high school, and I was hanging out with a couple of my friends. And somehow throughout the night, we uh, ended up car surfing. If you're not familiar with what that is, that is when a very intelligent individual stands on the roof of a car while it's moving and stands like they're surfing. I was the surfer because I'm that intelligent, right? And the problem for me was that there was a girl that I thought was pretty in the parking lot that we were doing this in. And I really wanted to look cool. So I came up with the perfect dismount. I was going to lean down, put my hand on the roof, And jump off while I was pumping my legs. So then I would just land on my feet. Run beside the car. And stop. Right in front of her. Standing up on my feet. And be like what's up. Because. I'm not the most intelligent guy in the world. And I thought that would work. I didn't know that much about inertia. Or about an object in motion. Coming up against an object that is. In a static state. So, I put my hand on the roof and decided to jump down. Later, I asked my friend Dylan how fast he was going. He said he was going about 13 miles an hour. I pumped my feet just like I was supposed to. I let go of the roof, hit the ground, and instead of jogging slowly to a nice, steady, controlled stop, I tripped and went face down right on the asphalt, but... I was able to get my hands up right before I hit the ground. And instead of scraping my face on the ground, I scraped the palm of my hands. It hurt. It was embarrassing. There was gravel in my hands for a while. And I did not look cool in front of the pretty girl. It didn't happen. And I continued to look dumb. Because in my attempt to somehow make this whole thing seem cool, I decided I would just look tough. Because my dad used to always say, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. I'd already shown that I was dumb, so I had to show I was tough. I had a bottle of rubbing alcohol in my truck, 
because I always keep a first aid kit. I always keep things to clean stuff with. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to irrigate this wound with rubbing alcohol. So I took the bottle and squirted rubbing alcohol into the palms of my hands where the gravel was to clean it out. And I can still to this day, probably, I was 17 and I'm about to be 35. So about 18 years later, I can close my eyes and picture the burn of squirting that rub and alcohol into those two fresh wounds on my hand. And I can see it in the palms of my hands. There's a couple of little scars. You don't really notice them that much. They kind of blend in well. But I know they're there. Because I see the change in the palm of my hand. And every time I look down, I hear my dad's voice saying, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And I remind myself of that night where I was both dumb and surprisingly tough because I didn't cry with the alcohol. And I think you really got to remember to make a good plan. Don't just go with the first plan you've got. Because that was the problem. I had a plan. I didn't think it through. I just jumped in and did it. And it was definitely the wrong plan. And sometimes throughout life, I've, I've wondered, like, what is God's plan? What is God's plan for me? I got saved at a young age, and I felt called to ministry at a young age. So I started doing ministry training at my church when I was in my early 20s. And the process was we would work in every part of the church. We would move chairs, teach every Sunday school class, have opportunities to speak in front of the church, work in the nursery, help run events. It was some of the best education I've ever gotten in my life. It was hands-on. I learned how to budget. I learned how to delegate. I learned how to encourage people, and I learned how to teach to people that really didn't even have to listen to me. I was in my early 20s, and I was teaching a 60- and 70-year-old Sunday school class. But at the end of teaching all these classes, we would get constructive criticism from the leaders of the class, and then we would meet with the pastors one night in the week and discuss the criticism we got. And I always received the same note every time. I would try and fix it, and I would still get the same note. And it was sometimes written big, sometimes written small, saying, slow down. You're talking too fast. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I tried to slow down. I tried to talk slower. But for some reason, when I open my mouth, it just comes out fast. I come out when I'm talking at a fast pace, and I don't know why, or didn't know why, until very recently. And I got very frustrated with it because it was something I could not change. And I just knew every time I did something, that was going to be the note I received, and that was one of the most frustrating things that I could get. I come from a family that talks fast, and that's just how you get a word in edgewise when we were younger, is that you talked fast so that you could keep up with everything. And it wasn't until I started studying to become a content creator and studying to make a podcast and we're actually starting a YouTube channel here soon. It's going to be a, if you're not a creator, this is going to sound very odd. It's going to be a video podcast about starting a podcast in 2023 because I want to bring people on this journey and I want to show people the behind the scenes 
of what it takes to make a podcast because I haven't seen anything like that. I've seen people who have gotten big in life going back and telling people how they did it, but I haven't seen anybody who was just doing like I'm doing right now and sitting in my garage on a $50 microphone and just sharing the journey with you. And that's what we're going to do. But back to the note, back to the slowdown. I started studying and I heard the experts telling people and when it comes to a podcast, you got to talk fast. You got to be fast because you're talking to a TikTok generation. You're talking to a generation that has learned to consume information at a fast pace. And when I heard that, and I kept hearing it repeatedly, it clicked with me. The reason I talk fast is because God knew I would be sitting right here in my garage on this $50 microphone talking on a podcast where I would be required to be a fast talker. So God knew then where I would be now, even though I didn't know it, even though I was frustrated, God was equipping me then for this moment. I had amazing opportunities, amazing experiences, and I have a voice that a TikTok generation can hear, that a TikTok generation can listen to, even when my voice frustrated me. And you may be in a situation like that in your life now. You may be in a place where you're frustrated and you don't understand why God made you the way he did. But I can tell you from absolute experience that God has made you the way he did because he has a task for you that you might not even know is out there yet. God has something for you to do. I taught this Wednesday night in church and one of the things that I shared in my presentations on a slide was the 2023 death statistics. Now, I happened to ask people afterwards if they wanted to volunteer for VBS, but that wasn't the purpose of me sharing that. The purpose of me sharing that was to show people that we're surrounded by a dying world, and what you've got in you is needed for right now. What you've got in you is something that the world around you needs to hear. So you can't let what you think is holding you back, what you think is wrong about you, keep you from being who you're supposed to be. All you need to do is get out there, see opportunities, and tell people about how great God is and how much he loves them. And one day you will be sitting there saying, this is the moment you've made me for. This is what you've made me for. Amanda and I have had this conversation before. I feel like God designed me to encourage people. And God designed me to encourage people right here because I can have a much further reach right here in my garage than I ever could running from person to person. I still do my very best in my day-to-day to encourage people. When I see people, I smile. I love on them. I do my best to be there for those around me. But I know that my voice and my platform is right here. There were so many years in my life that I pursued a platform that wasn't mine. And then I got discouraged because I didn't have a platform. That wasn't mine. When my platform was literally a click away. And had I known it earlier, I probably could have had a bigger impact in the world. Or had I not been scared earlier to do something and I just sat back and listened to God, I probably could have had a bigger impact in the world. But God knew that I would be scared and God knew that I would act right now. And he equipped me for this moment. So 
ask yourself today, like, what is God equipping you for? What has God put in you that he hasn't put in somebody else? Because there is not another you on this world. There's not another you on the face of this planet. And you've got something uniquely special to you that only you can bring into the world around you. And you really should do it. Don't ever be discouraged or don't ever feel like you're not good enough. Or that there's something that just makes you weird and different from everybody else. Because the truth is, there is something that makes you weird and different. But that something's not a hang-up. It's an asset. It's something you can use to spread the kingdom of God. See, the Bible says in Psalms 33.11 that the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of His heart through all generations. God's got plans. And they're going to be the same plans for you. Ten years from now, as they are right now, because he's written the whole story. He knows exactly what you're designed for. He knows exactly what you were made for. And you are going to have a bigger impact in the world than you can imagine right now. You're going to do something that is going to save somebody's life. You're going to do something that is going to direct them towards God, and it will change the entire trajectory of their life. All you have to do is utilize what he's given you. Don't try to be somebody else. We all spend so many times in our life trying to be somebody else or trying to keep up with somebody else on Instagram or Facebook when we're looking at the highlight reels of their life. But that's not what God's made you to be. God's made you to be you. Don't compare your entire book to one chapter of their life because I promise you your chapter's coming. You're going to have your moment where you look up and say, wow, this is what I'm here for. And in that moment, you will know that you are incredibly valuable and you are incredibly important. But until you have that moment, go ahead and know that. Hear it from me. Somebody who has felt worthless in the past. Somebody who has felt useless and unlovable. That I promise you, even if you feel that way, you are loved. You are useful. You are important. And you are here for a reason. Don't be discouraged. I've got friends who talk about being discouraged and feeling like they don't have any purpose in this life, but you do. Just because your purpose doesn't look like somebody else's purpose, or because your path to success might seem more challenging than somebody else's, when all you see is a success, you don't see the path that they worked, the things that they fought through. Know that as long as you pursue God, as long as you work towards God, you'll find that success. You'll find that joy. You'll find that peace. And if our paths happen to cross, I want to hear about your process. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. If you have the ability to follow us on social media, you can reach out to Extraordinary Dad Pod on Instagram. Um, I'm under my personal name, Daniel Wilbanks, on Facebook. Just add me, I'll add you. We've got a YouTube channel that we're actually working on, so that'll be fun. It's Extraordinary Dad Pod, easy to find. Um, we're on TikTok, same deal, Extraordinary Dad. And Twitter, which I've got like a whole four people that follow us, so big time over there, right? I'm not on there as much, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be active. I'm trying to reach and talk to as many people as possible because I want to hear your story. I find stuff very intriguing, and I find hearing your story intriguing. So reach out. 
Send us a message. Send us a DM. Let me know your story. Let me know your testimony. I might just share it on the show. I think that would be fun. You're hearing all my stories, but I think there are people that you could touch and perspectives that you could reach that I can't. But if you get a chance, I know I joked about the Minnesota Miracle Man at the beginning of the show. If you're on Apple or Spotify or anywhere that allows you to leave a review, please leave us a five-star review. And I'll read your review on the show. I actually need to read a review from one of my good friends, Leslie, who left a very kind review when we first started. And I'll read that next episode. It made me smile, and it was very special. And especially in the very first parts of the podcast, it was great. It encouraged me to keep going. But guys, I love you. I hope you have a great week. God loves you. You should love you because you are wonderful. And I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening.